nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to SA Soccer Roundtable. Uh, joining me tonight, Royce is going to be hopping on in a few minutes and then uh, he'll be hopping off. And then tonight is all about Rafa. Uh, so Rafa, you, uh, how are you doing? Uh, I see you got the SAFC flag up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting uh, for the preseason schedule uh, to come out. I finally broke down, had my rant last week and um, you know, you know, uh, for that here, and like I said here, hopefully it wasn't too bad, but, uh, you know, like I said here, it, it, it had to be said, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, for that here. So how are you? Pretty good. They, they always make us wait to the last minute every year. It's going to be like a real dramatic entrance for, for, to get a, a, a preseason schedule. They do <laughs> so, so much, right? And, just, and, just let us know when we play Austin FC so we can get kicked their the rear ends. <laughs> That's all I care, you know, for my, preseason. If, my whole thing is it because the reason why they say they don't release it is because it's not all finalized. That That's fine. You can release saying, hey, we've got, you know, we're going to play Team X next week. Team X the following week to be determined, mm -hmm. to be determined. You know, Austin FC up the road has three matches in April that are to be determined, you know, but they have, you know, their, their, their March or, so, you know, you know, through there, the Rowdies just announced, Hey, you know, these are the schedules that we have. And there's two weeks that are, are to be determined. I think for me, you know, you know, as part of the fan base here, it's frustrating when you've got teams that are already playing friendlies um, that have announced friendlies two, three weeks ago. Yeah, to not to not give anything and, and to me you know as a fan um mm -hmm. and that's purely what we are i know we do this show but it's a it's a fan show and um to be fair we do ask you know you know uh, preston Luis, you know sometimes for you know for some media privileges you know along those lines here so where we you know where we you know where we can help um spread the information from them and make sure the information that we're passing out is correct as well so it's it's kind of that fine line, but I think for me the, the frustration comes when Austin Bold sends out a detailed, and I mean detailed, hey, we're gonna play here, we're gonna spend two games here, we're gonna play come back here, blah, 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 blah. And and meanwhile, you know, I'm just sitting here going, because you know they got some well, they better have some stuff set up. I'll I'll just say this. <laughs> it worries me that. None of uh, you know. I think what North Texas is. I think is one that was announced. Yeah, 
that's the only one that's been announced. And there's been several clubs that have announced friendlies and SAFC is not on them. And that I'm not going to lie to you. That kind of concerns me is <clears throat> I want them to be playing top teams, you know, a college team here and there, like I said here, I don't mind, but I think the years of playing college teams to prepare for a USL championship aren't going to get you to the level that you need. Um, no. You know, play, you know, playing against New Mexico, playing against El Paso, you know, and tr to be fair, El Paso, RGV, um, I don't think they've released their, their preseason schedules as of yet either. Um for that here so but th th that's my my biggest beef uh so far with it is is just the 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 lack of information even if it's not complete give us a little bit of something um just for the fact that uh you know it it, it energizes the fan base um yeah which is you know i know i know you know does it change the end result? Is Royce will probably come on and say, "Hey, Harry, you're, you're, it always comes." You know, you know, patience. It's the you know SSME. It's the SAFC way, but it doesn't make it easier <laughs> as a fan. I mean, you wanna you wanna excite the fan base already. I'm, I'm sure the other teams are all, all the their fans are excited. Um, I did read on one of the kind of USO rat pages on Facebook that many of the teams were have that play especially on baseball stadiums mm -hmm. we're yeah, still waiting to final, yeah, finalize stuff because of minor league baseball that's, but that's understandable for, but that's yeah. for the regular season and yeah mls has only announced the home openers so and, and they open in i want to say a month yeah um mid mid april the only games that they have announced is is the is the openers. home openers um yeah. they haven't released the full schedule uh, since then, you know, you know, for that here, which, yeah, you know, as much as I hate it, MLS will release their schedule first, then it'll go to USL. Um, NISA, they have a fall tournament coming up or not a fall. Yeah, no, a spring tournament, uh, coming up in Chattanooga, which they released the, the, the schedule on. That's going to be, um, about a month, starting a month from now going through, uh, you know, through the end of April, um, which, you know, I think will be entertaining to watch. I'm seeing a lot more crossover between uh, NISA and and USL for player movement and stuff, which I think's which I think's a good thing for players. Assuming that both leagues are are, are paying a, a competitive wage here, so <clears throat> tonight's going to be a little bit different. Uh, normally, we start out with high school um, and then transition to you know SAFC, um, and we'll fill in a, a little bit with college. Um, but tonight, like I said here, when Royce hops on, um, which, which you mentioned should be hopefully fairly soon, uh, we're going to, you know, once we're done with Royce, uh, you know, you know, going over the, the two big nuggets of, of SAFC news, <clears throat> then we're going to kind of go a deep dive into, um, the final week of high school soccer. Um, we went through, uh, me and Rafa went through and put together. Uh, some brackets of based on the information we have. And, and like I said here, it may or may not be 100% correct because it is coming from 
uh, was it Max Sports? Uh, Max you know, Sports. For, you know, and you know, we tried digging through with the local papers. You know, my SA uh, along those lines. Um, some leagues uh, down in the valley, you know, and, and uh, you know, down the valley, down what, you know, even further south, you know, uh, South Texas with uh, down on the border. Some of those uh, stats didn't, you know, didn't get updated. Um, so my complaint, and I guess Rafa has uh, already signed off, or you know, previously, and, and I guess other coaches ha have uh, UIL. There is no reason why on your website you can't have a list of <clears throat> list of the standings. You know, I'm from Colorado. I can go on to you know CHSAA and you know football season, you know soccer season, you know basketball. Be able to go through and get a list of the standings. You know, I may not get the detailed stats, you know, but it's it's going to have, you know, you know, a, a list of through there here. So, Rafa, your your thoughts on the show tonight? Uh, any anything you want to kind of tease at this point? Yeah, well, if, if Edson's watching um, down in from the valley, hey, tell your valley newspapers to put some standings on the news <laughs> on their websites because <laughs> that uh, goes for you kinda... too, Ray, at South Texas Sports. Uh, yeah. You know, I know you don't dwell in, in the high school sports because uh, from, you know, in, in discussions with you, you mentioned it's uh, you know, kind of political. High school sports are political everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, but thank you, Laredo, because they do keep up. So thank you for them. So a little, little, little uh, props to them. But, yeah, th this, is, this final week is a key week. This is what I know a lot of teams have been waiting for because this right now, this time, this last year, the season was stopped yes. for COVID. And a lot of teams, you know, who are our favorites to, you know, you know, to go deep in the playoffs or even win the state championship didn't get the opportunity to do that. And now that's this time has come and we're like I said, crossing our fingers, you know, hopefully and like I said, I'm being positive. I think we are gonna get, you know, you know, good science with the basketball was able to finish, football was able to finish. So I think soccer is going to be able to crown, you know, six new state champions for, you know, for the boys and girls this year. So, and I'm sure there's some teams looking forward to show their, strut their stuff in the playoffs. You know, I know some teams have some chip on their shoulders thinking they should have won it last year, you know, and I know the, the research we did this past weekend, we have some very interesting uh, possible showdowns with a couple teams and that uh, we're probably looking forward to the scene and hopefully we get a chance to go see those games too. So hopefully they'll play some of the games here in San Antonio. But uh, like I said, I I'm excited. You know, this is a very important week. Uh, you know, we'll find out more by the end of Saturday who who's in, who's out, who's a contender, who's a pretender, you know, you know, and then start and then next next weekend we'll have the first round, the by district round for the playoffs for for four A, five A, and six A for boys and girls soccer. And I want to give a, a shout out to two <clears throat> two sites that also cover um, high school soccer. Uh, the first one is uh, the fifty fifty uh, podcast here. Uh, you know, for that, what's the? I'm trying to blank on his name here. Um, second here, Coach Cano. Yeah, Hector Cano. Um, he does a wonderful job on that uh, out in El Paso and then over in Houston, uh, Lethal Enforcer Soccer, um, who I kind of 
stole their idea of the brackets because you know, they've been putting out brackets uh, for their other theirs is a little bit nicer than mine, but uh, you know for you know for coverage, um, especially in the Houston Houston area here where they do the 4A, 5A, 6A as well. Um, so you know both of those are, are great sites and, and great uh, um, great sh uh, shows or, or or websites to kind of follow and definitely Twitter follows. Uh, for that here. So <clears throat> we're going to kind of get started here, uh, you know, for here, because I'm not sure if Royce is going to hop on or not. And if he does, we'll, we'll just stop and uh, kind of go, uh, go forward from there here. So the first thing here with the, that I found for SAFC here uh, that, uh, you know, they did here uh, today is they started their, what do they call it? Their, um, uh, inside SAFC uh, for that here. Did you get a chance to watch that? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Hopefully, I get a chance to see that. So it's a it's a pretty good. It's about uh, I think altogether about uh, three, four, five minutes somewhere uh, along those lines here. Um, you know, very similar to kind of last uh, last year where uh, they came in. Uh, it's four minutes and forty two seconds with the the coach talking about kind of the goals who they are, um, you know, along those lines, you know, player involvement and talking about, you know, that communication um, that starts day one. Um, and like I said, it's, you know, the, you know, I'll give the SAFC communications team a lot of credit, job well done, uh, you know, for that here, you know, it's, it's awesome to kind of, you know, kind of see um, on this one here, it was, you know, uh, they called it creating uh, connections. Um, talking about more of the passing and, and along those lines there. Uh, so to me, you know, first of all, well done to them on, on you know, putting that out, you know, despite our earlier uh, issue with the, with the, with the preseason schedule, um, being able to get kind of an inside view of the camp and, and, you know, the goals and what they're looking for. They've done very well. Um, you can catch that on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I believe that is the three locations uh, where, where they have it. And, and it's, well worth the the, uh, the the views. The second um, information came out. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the newest news. Uh, Leo Torres uh, signed a multi-year deal uh, per Jeff Reuter, uh, Mr. USL. Uh, for that here, let me pull up his tweet here. <clears throat> um, so uh, basically, you know, he tweeted out about two hours ago, SAFC, uh, San Antonio FC has signed Leo Torres to a multi-year extension. Sources tell The Athletic, uh, despite playing just 18 USL minutes to date, the 17-year-old Academy pro uh, product earned five U.S. under 15 caps uh, and is a you know bright attacking uh, midfield prospect. Um, I know when I've seen when I've seen him, uh, he has. He doesn't look the same as the, the, the kid that he used to. Hello, Royce. Um, you know, along that perfect timing here. I think we drug it out. Long yeah, I told you 20 minutes, man. And I'm 19. So. There you go. So I'm all nice and sweaty as I was cooking dinner. And Apologies. Oh, no worries. Uh, so, but uh, we were kind of talking about, with, you know, with Leo here. So. Yep. Rafa, your thoughts on Leo getting a multi-year extension, and and to me, just you know, from the pictures we've seen, it you know, he's not the little kid that that we saw you know a couple of years ago. He looks like he's kind of grown up, and um, 
I'm not saying he's Jose by by any imagination uh, for that here, but uh, his body's kind of stepped up to there where you know where he's not that skinny kid. Yeah, and and hopefully, like I said, you know, well, this is not the end of his growing too. So I'm sure he's still <laughs> gonna grow into a little bit more. I'm just hoping this season he gets the playing time. Um, you know, because 18 minutes, you can't really judge a player on that. And, you know, hopefully he gets to play, especially, you know, is he going to play some of the key games? You know, are they going to manage his minutes as far as getting him in there? But the one thing I think that to really help his – to get those managers minutes is during practice. You know, can you show Marcina, hey, trust me, can you – you know, I can be in your either starting 11 or your – your player rotation, you know, give me that opportunity and I'll show you what I can do out there on the field. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, like I said, we've had some success stories, you know, with the young players, like I said, you know, with Jose Gallegos and hopefully Leo Torres will be the next. So I'm looking forward to see what he does. And I'm sure we'll see him in the U.S. Open Cup games. That's where normally some of the players get on there. But I think Leo's got a lot of proof, you know, especially, like I said, you know, work hard in practice. You know, get a Marcina's here. Say, hey, you know, give me that chance. Give me, I'll, I'll show you what. Like I said, I'll show you what I can do if you give me that opportunity. The other big news, uh, Royce, and then we'll kind of tie the two of them together. Uh, uh, Paul, uh, uh, Tini, Paul Tenorio, uh, Tenorio uh, tweeted last night. Uh, I was actually me and me and Rafa were uh, going over the brackets, you know, putting together. And then I was like, Oh, hold on. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, you know, San Antonio FC, Jose Gallegos 19 is headed to Germany for a two week training stint assessment with, uh, Bayern Munich ahead of the potential transfer per source. Uh, Gallegos was a finalist for the 2020, uh, USL young player of the year. So, and I think that caught everybody's attention. Um, not only here in San Antonio, but, uh, you know, throughout U.S. soccer. Uh, Shots heard in- around the second division <laughs> of U.S. soccer. Yeah. So, but you've had a lot of the, the Twitter accounts that, that I mainly follow, and I'm assuming would be the same on Facebook and, and stuff, where <clears throat> Jose had the big game against Dallas in, in the preseason. When you look at his stats last year, I don't think it shows the full story on what he did. Uh, for that, because I think he had what three goal or two goals or three oh, two goals, three assists. Um, so if you're looking at that number, you know, you know, not as, as impressive as you thought. Now it was in 16 games, um, and and I know previously we've kind of discussed, you know, part of the reason on why uh, the production level kind of fell between Pirano and and Jose here. So your thoughts on Paul, and, and of course that's been confirmed by the Express News, the striker Texas, uh, with Jonathan Check putting out an article. Um, so it seems like that that trial is is on on board and been confirmed. Now, of course, uh, the news of a potential transfer. That's where it gets interesting. Yeah, well, obviously we'll have to wait, and good luck, Jose. Go show them what Texas mm-hmm. and San Antonio is all about. Um. I, I, it's incredibly exciting, isn't it? I, uh, I, I mean, USL has history of sending players over to Europe, um, but not to that big more of a so than MLS has. Um, but not to that big of a club, though. Not to that big of a club. Well, yes. I mean, Brian Cayo going to uh, Wolfsburg from 
uh, Orange County. He's a 16-year-old. I mean, he's super young. That was a pretty big move. Orange County now has a, um, a another one an in the pipeline. Yeah, an, an agreement with uh, uh, Glasgow Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, US and this is coming back to the whole structure of USL and why it's advantageous for young kids who are talented enough to maybe MLS is not where they think their ceiling is. They think Europe is where their ceiling is or South America is where their ceiling is. Then USL is more beneficial for them to play and develop in just because um, of the structure of USL and MLS uh, pretty much the whole league pretty much has to agree to a transfer uh, it's not just team to team. Things get murky. Nobody in Europe knows what GAM or TAM or JAM is. And in USL, it's just they're, each team is its own entity. And so whatever player, wherever, have the transfer. And it's it's just a much more streamlined. It, it's like it is around the world. And that's what you know the big European leagues and that's what South American teams are obviously used to whenever they buy players is, in fact, doing that uh that kind of transfer and that it that only and it's it shows the the advantage of usl but it also shows in the talent in usl but also shows the talent that jose gallegos has that Bayern München is the club that wants to come out and sign him and i'm sure there were other offers um but Bayern München is one that i mean and yes, it also makes sense that a lot of FC Dallas uh, youth went and had a similar two-week trial uh, where they did end up signing, um, I think his last name's Che. Um, yeah, I think they signed one from there, yeah. Yeah, I know Tanner Testman was over there and, and a few, and then they signed Che. Obviously, um, um, Chris Richards was another who went through the FC Dallas that went to Bayern Munich. Um so, I mean, you're seeing all of this, and, and it's Texas. I think Germany, I mean, Texas is half German anyway, pretty much. So, I mean, and we're in central Texas, <laughs> half German. Anyways, I'm going to go Fredericksburg. I mean, we have a town called New Berlin, like 20 miles away. So, I mean, come on. But neither here nor there, it really speaks volumes of the, of the true talent and the ceiling that Jose Gallegos has. Where's his floor? Who knows? Where's his ceiling? Oh, it's nobody knows. And we could see that potential come up soon. And it looks really high right now. And it's you can't be anything but excited about it. And in two weeks, hopefully, we get more excited about it. Do you think even if he doesn't get signed in two weeks, that this opens up the door for others? Oh, for, sure. for sure. Other other teams can look and swoop in. I mean, Bayern Munich the best team in the world right now the i mean champions league club As scott club. says they've, they've got oh, all all the there, trophies. there are no quotations there are no quotations. <laughs> the best team in the world right now europa polka siga so yeah in the farmers league <laughs> i so. i didn't realize the uefa champions league was a farmers league that's that's good to no <laughs> no but the german league is <laughs> what about the UEFA Champions that's, League? A whole, that's a whole that's a whole different i'm just saying they're the current cup holders europa polka now we don't we don't want scott hopping on from from vegas going after rafa here so. exactly i am the more uh, no disparagement to scott i'm the more level-headed Bayern munich fan but, just a little bit <laughs> but i will i will defend them because 
Thomas Mueller is, oh man, I, man crush on Thomas Mueller, but Bayern Munich is, they're the best team in the world right now. And it's San Antonio FC player is on trial to possibly sign a contract to play for them. Nuts. It's and insane. It, that, I mean, but that shows something about our club. Yeah. I, I think the whole, the whole, the whole thing is this. That shows the SAFC Academy. We're getting kids yeah. from sent to Bar Munich. Yeah. That should open the door to more kids. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and the other USL, hey, this is the place to come if you want to get developed yeah. and go I mean, somewhere. We had Ethan Bryant. I mean, and even Ethan Bryant, yeah. Yeah. And from my understanding from reports is he was ready to make the be on the first team when – you know, they had their financial struggles struggles and and basically went from first division. And and if you've been been following um, uh, Christian Pirano's career there at uh, Mm -hmm. uh, POF is what I'll call him um, or FOP. Uh, No, it is POF. Um, They, uh, the, the coach came out, the, the first team manager came out, uh, with an interview maybe a week or two ago, and he was saying we need to be patient with him. He's getting it. This the speed and the physicality is where he needs to get, and that's what we're talking about. It's the speed and physicality. So yeah, Paco's D Fiera. POF, yeah. Um, the coach is just saying he's an immense talent. He's We've got to be patient with him, and he'll get there. He's young. I mean, probably still 19, going to 20. or No, he's 21, but still, he's young. He'll get there, and when he gets there, he'll be a he'll be a good player for them. Uh, but also, they're a really good team. Um, yes, and that's another thing is that they're they're not really desperate. Desperate's a word. Um, they don't really need him to perform. They need him to develop first, and that may be exactly where Jose Gallegos goes, which would be a perfect um, perfect environment for him. Because I mean, you see a lot of young kids go. To a place, I mean, look at Weston McKinney and Schalke. Um, that's that's a perfect example for what I'm going to go into here. Weston McKinney was the best player on Schalke, which is insane to say. A kid from the FC Dallas Academy was the best player on a Bundesliga team, but that's not a joke. He was the best performing player. He had the most. Well, I don't want to say he had the most heart out there, but he was the best performing player on their squad. And a lot of people were, you know, oh man, is is he is it going to burn him out? Um, is this going to be bad for Weston McKinney? Is this Weston McKinney's ceiling of being the best player on a really bad Bundesliga team? And then out of nowhere, he transfers to Juventus, and he is one of their best players, which is insane to think that he is running the damn midfield for the defending Italian champions, but. It's true, and he looks really good, and he belongs. Who knows if that's where – I mean, Jose could do that. He has the talent. He's just got to work hard. He's got to listen. German's kind of rough to learn, but it's really not that tough to learn, to be honest. Um, I mean, Jesse Marsh went out there, and, and he got it pretty quickly. So, um, It's a physical league. I think that – I think he's a physical player. Yeah. Exactly, and he dribbles like bejesus. I mean, two of the players that I can say are 
a very similar players to him in the fact that they are dribble first and then distribute, but they love to dribble and get a, a trick and uh, flip in a trick are uh, Tiago, um, who is with Liverpool now. Uh, but when he was with Bayern, he was a very similar, oh, I'm going to dribble around the midfield and then I'll distribute. Uh, a similar player that's on Bayern now is uh, uh, Douglas uh, Douglas Costa. A similar player. He'll just dribble around people and then he'll distribute. That's what Jose Gallegos is, man. He is, I mean, God, everybody saw that against the FC, against FC Dallas. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just dribbling around everybody. And that was their, for the Both most part, that was their top midfield and the top, top back midfield. line. And he was just burp, 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 burp. so ceiling's there, man. Ceiling is there, and all the best to him. And so, so one last question before we get you out of here. I'm um, being really verbose. I apologize. Go ahead. Is <laughs> and this was something that Rafa brought up. Um, is Byron the right place for him to go over there? I know Rafa yeah. mentioned Dortmund. You know, would he be better going to maybe a Lower quality, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but where he maybe has a little bit more opportunity right. for play because obviously to get into Byron, you have to be a special, special, special player. Absolutely. Um, for yeah. that here now, yeah. he could go to Byron too, and, and they're they're a good team. Um, in the I think they're what third division, I think is they're, the next yeah, one that they can uh, go into. Uh, so, but you know, going to Byron is that. Do you, you know if he's going to go to Germany? It would be, would that be the site that you would you would select for him? One hundred percent, one hundred percent, and and it's exactly what I was saying. They are not going to count on him to develop quickly and exploit his talent. They are going to develop, him. and that's huge. That's a big difference. Um, if he would have gotten, I mean. This is all theoretical, obviously. If he gets signed by Shaka, Shaka's in a lot of trouble. They're, I mean, they're they're going down, no doubt. And so they're going to sign players that are definitely going to get first team minutes. Are they going to develop? No, they're not going to develop. They're just going to throw them out there and be like, hey, show us what you got, kid. And, you know, feet to the fire. Could Jose Gallegos um, succeed in that kind of condition? Possibly. I mean, absolutely he could. But it's better for his development to be patient. It's a new land. He's going to be away from his family. That's always tough. Uh, hopefully, he has some friends in the soccer community that are over there that will help him. Um, hey, Max is over there. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> Max is over there. It'll take him three hours to get there. But yes, Max, it's not going to be as cold. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, Max is in the Black Forest area, and that's Bavaria. Bavaria is a lot colder than Black Forest. But anyway, you know there. Um but I mean that that support system is going to be really big for him. But I really do think Bayern Munich is a really good place to go. I mean, look at look at Chris Richards. Chris Richard, Richards is a young American, and now he's with Hoffenheim, and he is killing it with Hoffenheim. Um, you had Alfonso Davies go over there, mm-hmm. uh, and he was just thought of, wow, they paid that much for a left winger, and then they're like, yeah, you're left back, dude. Best left back in the world. I mean, arguably, but. A really good, super fast, good lord, and I mean, I think it's a really good team for him, and and those are the reasons why. Or I mean, I just listed two youth. Rafa, your your thoughts on why you maybe thought Dortmund uh, would be better? I, I think because they develop players a lot better than than Bayern. If you look at the way how they kind of pigeonhole a lot of their players, but 
the thing is, being in that tryout opens the eyes to other European clubs. I think, you know, even if maybe he, if he doesn't get signed for, you know, with Bayern, who's to say PSV isn't looking at him? Ajax, Porto, Benfica, you know, there are other clubs they know how to develop. Or other clubs like Real Madrid, you know. Yeah. You know, that will. <laughs> how about that? How about that? Bro? How about that? I was waiting if Rafa was going to catch it, but I caught yeah. it. When you went, when you went, <laughs> higher teams like Barcelona you, would be watching. When you went 13, you, you, uh, Champions Leagues, uh, that's, 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 that's tough to. But, you know, if you, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, you know, some of the Mexican uh, national players, like Chucky Lozano and, and um, you know, and, uh, and, um, even Guadalajara and all them, they started the ugly, in, in. The ugly guy, Hector. Uh, Hector Herrera. Yeah. Herrera, yeah, and uh, you know, yeah. you know, some of them develop their play either in Portugal or in or in Holland, in Netherlands. So you know, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of options. Even if, like I said, even if he doesn't get signed there, who's to say exactly. he's not? The, they're not the only other team that's courting him, and so he's he's already on the map. So if I'm like maybe Ajax or. ESV, okay, this guy's getting into trouble. So he must be something special. Let's, let's wait and see. If he doesn't get signed, maybe we can say, hey, come play with us. We have the we have the track record to get you to the first team. You learn from us. You know, look at look at look at Chiqui Lozano. He's killing it with Napoli, you know, and and you know, some of the other players around. That's I think he's now in an advantage now. That he's going to have options, you know, whatever, whatever happens in the two weeks in Germany. So my exactly. last question before we let Royce go: Does he play another minute with SAFC? Mm. Regular season, not preseason. But like in fifteen season. years, when he comes back for his goodbye tour <laughs> for this year, we'll say for this year, European and and World Cup career in twenty twenty six, he's going to score a goal. He's going to score the game winning goal against Ghana. And he's going to be, and it's going to be in the first minute, just like Clint Dempsey, and they'll call him the new Clint Dempsey. Um, maybe a couple of years after that, he does, you know, a, a last hurrah tour of San Antonio when he comes back and rises into the sunset as San Antonio's greatest soccer product. Fiend. So you you say you don't? We we shouldn't expect to see him here. You, Rafa. <laughs> I say 50-50, you know, but I'm leaning more towards, I think, I think he's, he's going to learn, learn, learn the German language, you know, full he needs to get some Rosetta Stone and, <laughs> and then enjoy, enjoy all the, all the nice food in, in Bavaria and then all the other places. And so I'm, but I'm leaning, like I said, going towards him to Europe, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he, maybe he does come back, maybe play a couple games. But you know, like I said, if things don't work out over there, even though he's playing, he comes back and plays here. There are probably other clubs waiting to see or waiting to chop on to to sign him up. And you yeah. got to figure the price isn't. You know, I was having this discussion. The price of signing him from the United States is probably a lot lower than if you were signing him. If he's the same player from another if, team in in Europe, the price he, is a lot lower to do that. If he's Brazilian, you can add a couple zeros onto whatever this transfer is going to be. I mean, 
No doubt. Everyone's always Brazilian, and he does flips and tricks. Oh, he's the new Neymar. That's what he would be called. But uh, you know what? Let's coin that. He's Texas Neymar. That's what Jose Gallegos says. He's Texas Neymar. But what what I see, I mean, if y'all remember the preseason, or not the preseason, the midseason friendly that SAFC had against Cardiff City, where they were reportedly asking, hey, uh, how do we get that kid on our team? I mean, this is opening up all those eyes once again. I mean, nobody in Europe is going to watch USL. They are going to watch who tries out for Bayern Munich, like Rafa said, and this is that exact same thing. And if he ends up in Cardiff City, there's a lot worse places to end up. So, <laughs> that <He> menu. Also... <laughs> so, Royce, I know this was last minute. We, didn't, you know, we're, we were going to do more of a high school show here, but uh, yeah. with the last information here, you know, thanks for hopping on for the for the few moments and, and like I said here next week and I'm assuming next week we'll have uh, more information because uh, supposedly the SAFC app is being uh, reset, which means typically news is starting to happen. And I already covered my rant earlier. I, <laughs> I know. Harry, I know. Let, <laughs> let me finish up. Finish up by saying this. <laughs> it's preseason. SAFC keeps things close to the chest. They always do this. Right now, they're trying to hype one thing at a time. They only have so much content. The thing that they're pushing now is this preseason video. This is going to come out for two or three weeks, and then they'll start giving more nuggets on signings because we, we already know of one or two that they're going to announce in the future. Um, one may ha- They may be having some, uh, I'm not saying visa issues, but on a visa finalizations. Uh, from Brazil. Um, so, I mean... Stone- we still need our defenders. Yeah, we have defenders that we're going to sign. I mean, even Marcino was saying, yeah, we're going to sign defenders. We're on the market. (laughs) They may have already been signed. We don't know, Uh, which, by the way, look closely to these videos because you may see one or two new faces. Um, I saw a couple of new faces in there, yes. They only have so much content to release. They're trying, instead of just doing this big, oh, look at this big release, get excited, and then just radio silence until the beginning of the season. They've got they've got to spread this stuff out, and that's all they're doing. They do it every season. Nobody should be surprised. They do my rant every season. They're just tormenting Harry. That's all. <laughs> 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 they do it to him every year. Preston's like, I, I gotta wait. Where's Harry's rant? Where's Harry's rant? Okay, he's Look had in the bear. Preston, <laughs> Preston and Lou, thank you. We're off. We're in. Right. I have to admit, I did love presents. What do you want us to release? Like, you know, <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? The Kraken. The, yeah. A dollar beer nights or, or, or dollar pizza nights. Hey, we're not Phoenix. We don't want to mimic Phoenix here. But at the same rate, it's COVID times. Probably can't do that. So. Oh, there'll be people there. Third, third I, I guarantee season. it's going to be fuller than what people estimate because with the Rangers doing 100%, and you can argue whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, they're doing 100%. The Dynamo are doing what 30%, 20%, somewhere around there. See, what I was thinking, go with me here. This would be a perfect thing. I, I, I need to leave. I need to let y'all do these rankings because I'm just on the way. But what, what they should look into is to instead of you know, first thousand fans get a rally towel, first thousand fans get a cup, or I, I'm not going to say magnetic schedule because I have. Like every single year, I need a magnetic schedule for this year. Go on the fridge. I'm not disparaging that. Give give those out for sure. But as far as rally towels or you know game day, whatever's hold that. Don't spend the money on it. 
go spend the money on Johnson and Johnson vaccines. First thousand people in the door, you get your vaccine when you come in. So why not? Nah, I want nope. my stuff, dude. <laughs> Harry, it'd mean, be nice to get flags like in El Paso when me and Harry went to El Paso. They gave some nice, they gave some real nice stuff. So if they're watching, you know, to be a flag. To be fair, you have to go to El Paso to get that. So that's kind of the. That's yeah, kind but of the, we went to go watch them played. <laughs> that's I went to watch the, SAFC played, um, you know, where they were hammering the pitch down. You know, uh, middle of the game, the guys out there with this. the hammer. Yeah, the, the baseball field, yeah, the uh, Chihuahuas so. Park, or they're, they're, yeah, all the Chihuahuas fans were mad at us. Southwest Stadium. So, but Royce, we're gonna let you go. Right. Uh, like I said here, appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Rafa, so it's you and I. Let us get to this here. And see here, which ones. So we're gonna start out with the four A girls here. We'll make it a little bit bigger. You guys, you know, don't need to see us here. Mm -hmm. uh, so looking like here, uh, and like I said here, there's some. Just to be fair and give full disclosure. When we do the brackets, especially for districts 31, 30, uh, Two. 29, 32, so, you know, the the uh, bottom of the state, the the valley, we're not 100% confident in, in the results because it did seem like that they were missing some information. Um, but, you know, like 25, 26, 27, 28, um, you know, the Austin, um, you know, Austin, San Antonio area, um, tended to have fairly, you know, fairly good information to be able to rely on. Uh, so, if your team is not on here and should be on here, you know, please forgive us. You know, like I said here, we're using the information that's provided, and of course, the brackets will be released. What you said next Monday, I believe, is what you said. Next probably, Sunday. probably by Sunday, Sunday at the earliest or late, latest Monday. If if there's no playing games, which there could be some. If there's some ties or with some teams for the like the final final spots or for for seating purposes, unless unless they do like on Friday night lights and do the coin flip at the truck station, like I said, we'll, we'll find we'll find out. So looking at the four A girls, uh, Jones, you know from twenty eight one is in, in through there versus Somerset, uh, and these are the first round. What what is that? The uh, by district round. By district round, Taylor versus Fredericksburg, Lavernia versus uh, Yalcom, Wimberley versus Idea, Montrepas, uh, Jubilee versus Brownsville, Lifer, uh, Julie Brownsville versus Lyford, London versus Grula, Hildago versus Rio Hondo, Vanguard Rembrandt versus uh, Santa uh, Gertrudis Academy. On the other side here, Bernie, who I, who I, I th think is going to go very far, versus Manor Tech, you know, 25 4 finished fourth Evaldi, uh gonzalez uh will face off gateway college prep versus canyon lake rockport fulton versus pleasanton and then in the bottom half uh idea quest college prep versus ingleside raymondville uh versus uh, port isabel cal allen versus uh, idea enberg college prep uh, la fiera and versus uh, monte alto so on this side here uh, like i said here Anything that kind of stands out to you as far as for 
final things that could adjust or, you know, games that you're kind of looking for this week in, in the 4A side uh, for the I ladies? Think, uh, I think a lot of it's pretty much set. You know, I didn't really see too many key games, but I think pretty much set, you know, depending, depending also with the Valley. Like I said, we, we're not sure with the Valley. Hopefully we'll get that info soon. But as looking at the brackets, I, I, as far as my favorite to come out of region four is going to be the Bernie girls. I just don't see anybody beating them. And and I think they've made the, the state tournament the last couple of years. So you, they're going to be a favorite. Uh, you know, there's some maybe some other teams here on the other side of the bracket. You know, they probably maybe get contend, but I just don't see anybody beating Bernie. So they're probably going to be the region four champion represent us. You know, in the state in the, in the state final four. And one thing that kind of pops out to me, and I know you and I kind of had a discussion last night when we were putting this together. Among the four A's, you're starting to see a lot more like the idea schools, the college prep schools, you know, the Vanguard remnants, which they're public schools, but to me, they're not public like the traditional sense here. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned that, you know, they're public, but they're able to recruit. Can, could you see, especially in the 4A girls side where this turns into, you know, where you could see some more powerhouses, you know, you know, let's say from the idea schools, because there's what, one, two, what, there's what, three or four uh, yeah. on, on this one here, five, you know, probably six college preps at least that yeah. I see on here. Do you think that's going to become more of a trend? Um, probably in the near future, because I know here in San Antonio, there's like idea schools popping up. Popping up so all they'll probably have, yeah, so they'll probably have some teams in the near future. But I think the big factor is, I you know, looking because I've looked at Bernie's schedule, they're, they're battle, the Bernie girls are battle tested. And, and, and I'm sure going into the playoffs, like I said, it's, it's going to be, you know, whoever faces them, they're going to have a tall task. You know, you know, trying to get, you know, knock them off. You know, as far as like with the Valley teams, I know they're not as, you know, club soccer does come in a little play and to play, but they don't have much of a strong teams as far as with the girls and as far as on the 4A level. So, like I said, my favorite, like I said, it's going to be Bernie, but, you know, we could see maybe a team like Fredericksburg, you know, they're in that same district with Bernie. So, you know, that's a real tough district they play in and that you can see them in their chance. I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's Canyon Lake also in their Canyon lakes on Bernie's side here. They play gateway and then assuming they get the winner of Rockport Fulton, if they win before they would face Bernie. Yeah. So that, like I said, they have a chance. I think I know Pleasanton's had a good, some good teams in the past, so they can make a little run, but overall, like I said, Bernie's going to be the class act of, for the region four girls, four A. So looking at the four A boys, twenty at once Calhoun versus Uvalde, 27-4 uh, idea Montpralas uh, uh, versus Wimberley, Pleasanton versus Gonzalez, Fredericksburg versus Austin Achieve, uh, idea Riverview, um, thirty one. There's just no information to be able to put together mm. any any type of. Uh, you know, in any type of, of standings here. So we, you know, we left it blank because I think only two teams or three teams had matches. And I think between those three teams, there was one win. So yeah. we just, you know, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't fair to put, uh, put them on. 
Um, Dallas versus Idea Quest College Prep, um, Idea Frontier, the other matchup, Vanguard Academy, Rembrandt versus Miller. Uh, Bernie, once again, you know, 26-1 on the top of, of the bracket versus Eastside Memorial. Lavernia versus uh, Palacios, and I think I may have mispronounced that. Taylor versus Canyon Lake. Rockport Fulton versus Somerset. Gorilla versus Cal Allen. Um, Lafriera, and then London versus Zapata. And then Jubilee Brownsville. So on the boys' side here, without knowing the, you know District 31, Mm-hmm. Um, Bernie's still the favorite on this side here, or do you, do you well, see somebody actually, else? Actually, well, from the Valley, there is a favorite down there. Actually, there's two teams, I think, that have history. One of them does have a state championship, and that's Progresso. And I'm not sure. Like I said, we don't know as far as, you know, as far as their stats, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they're probably winning their district, them or Hidalgo. You know, those are your two perennial powers down there for 4 boys soccer. Like I said, Progresso did win a state championship not too long ago. Uh, they knocked off actually Palestine, who was like 30-0, and they knocked them off in that in that one of the finals. So I think Progresso will probably be the favorite of the Alu too. Uh, you know, Bernie, Bernie boys, you know, they said they could be in the loop. Uh, another surprise team was Zapata a couple years ago. They had a good run. Um so I'm looking at a couple of other teams. Wimberley. Wimberley could be another one that could surprise some teams. So it's 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 going to be pretty open, see who makes it to the final. But as far as the region for boys for 4A, the, if the, you know, hopefully we do get the stats, the standing soon. And think, I think Progresso, if they are the top team down there, they're probably going to be the favorites to come out of that region. So you mentioned with the ladies that the academy structure mm-hmm. down, down south, you know, or the, you know, for Austin and San Antonio make a difference. What about for the boys? Is is it kind of very similar or? Because um, I hear you and, and you yeah. know, uh, Lethal Enforcer saying, you know, don't sleep on the teams from the Valley or, or you know, down south because, you know, they are quality. Well, the, the boys on the – as far as club soccer is a little bit different down the boys. I think it's taken a little more serious. Um, but also, you also have talent. There's are some kids like Progresso and also the do get players from like Reynosa from across the do play. You know, there are – they do enroll in school in – like I said, from across there. You know, they're allowed to. So they have some, you know, some hidden jewel players there that do make a difference. So that's one of the reasons why I think the Valley is, is probably the strongest and for 40 boys, you know, because of the talent. But, you know, that doesn't mean like later on the San Antonio 40 boys teams start catching up because eventually they are. I mean, if you look at teams like Lavernia, you know, Somerset, you know, they're coming along. And I, I think sooner or later they're going to be contenders for the region. And but like I said, for right now, the, the ferret's got to be like I said, I think either Progresso or Hidalgo, you know, depending on where they're where they're where they're situated at in the in the in the brackets. So moving to the five A, um, I think I catch a lot of grief for it because uh, Southwest has been undefeated for the last two seasons. You and our good friends, uh, Lethal Enforcer Soccer, don't see them um quite in that same light uh you know both of you are kind of you know saying hey their schedule is gonna 
catch up with them here when it comes to playoffs here. Uh, so looking at the 5A boys, and like I said, I think this one, you know, we were able to kind of dig up a little bit more information, uh, you know, compared to the 4A boys and girls. Uh, so Southwest, uh, 28-1 versus SA Memorial. Leander versus Alamo Heights. Lanier versus McCollum. Canyon versus Eastview. Porter versus Far San Juan, Alamo Memorial. Uh, Flower, uh, Flower Bluff versus Palmview. Uh, Valley View versus Donna. Uh, Rio Grande City versus uh, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. On the other side, Dripping Springs versus Rouse. Jefferson versus Medina Valley. Cedar Park versus Burning Champion. Uh, Harlandale Edison. Uh, and then the, the bottom of the bracket, Roma versus Corpus Christi Ray. McAllen Memorial versus Lopez. Victoria East versus Martin. And Pace versus Pioneer. So 5A boys, uh, any matches that we need to look out for this week? Well, if you look at Southwest, I think they have a tough route to get to the regional, the regionals um, tournament. Uh, I mean, I, I think the first round game they should take care of business. Mm-hmm. But then you have Alamo Heights or well, Leander. I think, I think when we discussed, I think it's probably going to be Canyon where Alamo Heights is right now, mm-hmm. um, because they have two games left, two winnable games. Canyon has one, and I think when we looked at the head-to-head. Uh, Alamo Heights won and tied versus you know lost and yeah. tie for that. Year. So, so I think you're actually going to have those reversed um, when it comes to that. But you know that would make a difference of one game, assuming that it's Canyon, um, you know versus you know Alamo Heights uh, along those lines. Yeah, so it can be either, but you can look, you got to look at the district they're in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and it's 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 a dog fight. Like I said, I, I know just Dripping Springs is going to win their the district. Well, they already won the district, but like I said, you know, going up against McCannion and Alamo Heights, going against them, you know, it's it's going to help them in the playoffs. So it's going to be, like I said, it it's going to be a rough you know rough and tough game that second round. And if they get by, you know, they could see you know. Uh, but I think we have Alamo uh, Heights again. Alamo Heights again, or that, or I think we have one of those Austin teams too as well. But then even look at that bottom part of that bracket. You have Brownsville Porter, mm-hmm. and Brownsville Porter is probably the class act of Region Four. They have they've won two state championships. They have the tradition. They have the players. I've seen the program play. You know, I actually saw him play when they knocked off uh, Capel when they were ranked number two in the nation. Uh, they have a very good program. But then you have another kind of one of the big bad wolves from the Valley, which is Valley View. Mm-hmm. And that's another program that's made it to state to the state. You know, they haven't won state, but they've made it to the state finals before. So I think the final, you know, like I said, whoever would, between Porter and Valley View is probably going to be the favorite to win the region. Um, Even over Dripping uh, Springs. Well, that's going to be that. That's going to be an interesting game if they do beat up. But like I said, we'll see. Also, if if Southwest can get through the first three, the first three games. Like I said, I'll I'm, I would love to see how they match up with Porter or Valley View, and then Dripping Springs. I think they have a, you know, not saying a cakewalk in. But That's they, the easier I side think, of the bracket. Yeah. They get their side of the bracket. But, you know, who's to say, you know, the Bernie champion boys are also starting to peak at the right time too. And I'm sure that sometimes it's hard to beat a team three times 
in your you know in the season. So you know never never count them out. But then you have other teams also. Brownsville Lopez has won a state championship. You know you can't sleep on them. Brownsville Pace has always has has sad tradition. Um, so this is going to be a rough and tough region. Uh, but I think in the in the end, I think when it's all said and done, I feel that Porter's going to win the region. Moving to the ladies of uh, 5A Region 4 here. Uh, Southwest versus Edison. Cedar Park versus Alamo Heights. Jefferson versus Floresville. Bernie Champion versus Georgetown. Harlingen versus McAllen Memorial. Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial versus Palm View. McAllen uh, versus 32-4, which was uh, – there just wasn't enough information to make mm -hmm. you know a reasonable determination. Martin versus Victoria West on the other side. Dripping Springs versus Rouse again. Uh, Burbank, Carlindale, Liberty Hill versus Canyon, Medina Valley, uh, Breckenridge, uh, Mission uh, Veterans Memorial versus Flower Bluff, uh, Sherryland versus Harlingen South, Gregory, Portland versus Roma, and Los Fresnos versus Rowe. Um, I know when we were putting this together, you mentioned Sherryland um, was you know one of the teams from the Valley to kind of keep an keep an eye on uh, down there in 31 uh, District 31. No. Um, I know with uh, 31 right now, McAllen High, mm -hmm. since they're dropping out, dropped out from 6A to 5A, mm -hmm. they're probably one of the favorites. But like I said, they, they could bump into, you know, have a showdown with Alamo Heights in, in the regional semifinal or maybe even one of those Austin area teams like Georgetown or, you know, or, or Cedar Park. You know, you know Al like I said, Alamo Heights is going to have – if they can knock off Cedar Park – this shouldn't have no problem getting into the to the regional semifinals. On the other side of the bracket, like I said, you have Dripping Springs. This should take care of business. But then, like I said, you have other teams that are still in contention. Liberty uh, Hill right? looked real nice. Yeah, 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 Liberty Hill was, like I said, yeah, there was some common opponents with that. So that could be a roadblock for them. Then we also have in the Valley, we have Greg, Gregory Portland was undefeated. They could surprise some some teams. I know Flower Bluff has a good program as well. Harlingen, like I said, um, Harlingen South. Well, Harlingen South is six A, so or is it they? Yeah, there's I think it's six A program. Mm. We can check. We can check on that. Did I get that wrong? Putting it together here, sucker. But. You know that that bracket, like I said, in the in, you know it's 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 fairly even. Like I said, no one has really a cakewalk into you know to the to getting their punching their ticket to state. So you, you have maybe four or five teams that are contenders that could they could they go on. Like I said, they can go on to you know to the to the state tournament. Yeah, so yeah, so I actually I made a mistake. So 32-1 would be Porter. Let's make sure here. Hold on. Make sure I didn't duplicate it here. Texas region four five. This is what 32, right? Mm-hmm. 32, 5A. 
Uh, they didn't have information. That's why. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're missing. I know. I know. At 31, 31 4 I think we have uh, we have the McAllen teams with Sherryland and also uh, with Sherryland Pioneer. So those are probably your top three teams for that district. Yeah. So looking at here. There's just not enough information. There's only one team that's played more than four games. So, yeah, you know, sorry, I, I made an error on that one there. Uh, oh, no worries. Games. But, yeah, so I think the top, like I said, the five teams, I think they can win the region. So it will be Alamo Heights, uh, Dripping Springs, uh, McAllen, uh, Gregory Portland, and possibly even, like I said, maybe an Austin area team, maybe like Cedar Park or even Georgetown. I guess it kind of, you know, give, them, give six there. Uh, a sleeper team could be Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. That, that's another sleeper team there. So looking at the 6A girls, uh, we'll go, you know, uh, Reagan at 28-1, New Braunfels, Vandergriff versus Bowie, Smithson Valley versus Lee, Westlake versus uh, Round Rock Westwood, Harlingen versus and, uh, Far San Juan Alamo North. Uh, O'Connor versus United, uh, Bella versus Donna North, Delria versus Brennan, uh, Lake Travis versus, versus McNeil, Steele versus Clark, Round Rock versus Austin, uh, Madison versus Clemens, uh, Alexander versus Jay, Edinburgh versus uh, Harlingen South, Tath versus Nixon, and Las Fresnos uh, versus Edinburgh North. Uh, so with the 6A girls, any any matches or any upcoming games this week that to point out? I know for 6A girls, some key games that we do have is actually tomorrow. We have Lee versus Johnson. If Lee wins the game and, and, and also tied in with a Brandeis loss, they'll clinch the final playoff spot for that four, that four seed. And But if Johnson wins, you know, they tie Lee for the four spot. And then also if Brandeis wins tomorrow, will be a three-way tie for fourth. So that means that final game, the I guess we'll have Lee for the final game on Friday, Saturday, we have Lee versus Churchill and then Johnson versus MacArthur. So that could kind of tip the scale. Who gets that, fi that final spot? And if we end up with the three-way tie for fourth, you know, like I said, the more likely they're going to look at head-to-head -head and they're, or, you know, even though they're, if they split the series, they may go to gold differential or, or do a coin flip. So hopefully we can get some – if anybody knows as far as the tiebreakers, let us know. You know, send us a message. You know, we can look into into that. But Hopefully it doesn't come to that because that's never – I always hate to see where, you know, teams lose out due to a mm -hmm. gold difference or flip of a coin or, you know, along those lines. It's, it's a tough way to, to go out. Um, the one, the, the one, yeah, the the one that does have it tough at the last game of the season is Brandeis. They have to play, uh, sick. I think second place Madison in the final. So, you know, we can end up going. You know, one if Brandeis loses and Lee wins and Johnson loses, you know, Johnson win. We could have uh, a two way tie for fourth, and then they probably could play in a playing game the following week, like on a Monday or a Tuesday. So a lot, a lot of scenarios in that district for for twenty for twenty eight six A for the girls. So looking at the bracket, any teams that stand out? Uh, Lake Travis, I mean they 
they haven't allowed a goal at all in their district. I think they still had like a game or two pending. We'll see if they do allow. If they, I think they had a couple, you know, easy games to finish out. So they're probably going to be the favorite. Uh, I think Reagan has a shot. You know, if they can get by New Braunfels, that second round game is probably going to be a tough one. You know, since they have either um, I think it was a Bowie and for Bowie. Vandergriff, yeah. Vandergriff, I know the Vandergriff girls have a great program. Uh, but if they can get by that second round game, you know, they have a good shot, you know, hopefully getting into the, the regional semifinals. And then you still have uh, Spencer Valley and Lee. I know Spencer Valley girls is, I think they, they have a key game actually coming up. Um, looking at the, the that game on Friday, they actually play Friday night, Spencer Valley versus Steele. Uh, Spencer Valley wins, they clinch the district title. But if Steele wins, they'll clinch a share of the district title, and then we'll see if they how they do with the playoff seating from there. So they that could be a flip flop, depending on the on the result of that of that game. And then, um, like I said, so we'll see. But I think, like I said, Spencer Valley at least should be a that should be a great game if they do end up playing that. And then that second round will probably be another tough one for them. Um, looking at the other brackets for the Valley, you know, Harlingen, I think they should, should, should have no problem. O'Connor should have, I think uh, the teams from 28-6, they should not have any problems taking care of the teams from Laredo and Del Rio. So that, that's, they, I think they're just, they're just too. They're stepping uh, up right now. Step above, they're just too talented. So I don't see. So I think they, I think the teams from the 28 Six A have a little easier route to get into, uh, you know, to the regional semifinals. So we could see O'Connor versus I think we have what Brennan. We could see that in the third round game. Uh, you mean twenty nine? Yeah, the, the district twenty nine because twenty eight is Reagan. Yeah, twenty nine. Sorry about that. Yeah, twenty nine. Yeah, district twenty nine six A should take care of district thirty six A. Sorry about that. Uh, so they should they should have no problem getting. So that should be a third round matchup. On the other side, I think, like I said, Lake Travis, um, maybe like Lake Travis versus Clark would be interesting. That should be an interesting game. You know, Clark could give them a game. Um, then you also have Ron Rock. I know they have a good program. Uh, then we have then we have the Clemens girls. We could see Madison again for the third time this season. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, you know any of those two teams, you know, could get get into the second or third round. You know, get into the third round, and then f- finishing up. Like I said, I don't think Ale- Alexander may be the only team that probably they play Jay. I think Alexander may be probably be the only one that advanced from from thirty six A. And then so we you have could see a Taft versus Alexander, and you'd favor Taft to to get yeah, that in. T- I think Taft. You know. Should should get through, and then they also there's also some scenarios for that district as well. Uh, just to kind of go down, uh, well, we'll start with 20 with 28 6A Clark. Uh, tomorrow we have Clark versus Madison for the girls. If Madison wins, they clinch the, the two seed, but if Clark wins, they'll clinch they'll, you know, they'll clinch the second seed. So that could be a, a difference, you know, being in you know what part of the bracket you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have, like I mentioned earlier, the bracket uh, for 29, six, say there's some key games too. 
which is uh, kind of the wacky one. Uh, Brennan versus Holmes. If Brennan wins and O'Connor loses, uh, Brennan ties them for the second seed with one game pending. And then Brennan has to win, has you know, with the win, and then also win over Marshall. And then also with O'Connor win versus Taft and a Taft loss. It, it gets complicated. Like all three teams are still in contention for the district title. But if Taft does win uh, tomorrow night, which they have, I think I don't know they clinch 20, they, they play O'Connor. Yeah, they play O'Connor. So Taft I, wins, they clinch the title. Um, yeah. You O'Connor know, O'Connor needs, needs Taft a tire loss versus Jay to clinch an outright or share of the district title. Yeah. So one win for Taft, they clinch number one. And then, you know, Brennan could catch up to, you know, to O'Connor to get that second seed. So it's going to, like I said, it's going to come down it's to a lot of what ifs for Brennan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, as far as with Brennan on O'Connor, you know, I mean, I think maybe you do want to win, win, try to win that, uh, the, that, um, the, the district title because I think that could guarantee you a, a and straight go into straight into the regional semifinal, but you can probably could end up facing like Travis. So we could see a Taft versus like Travis, but on the other side, you know, we could see maybe a Reagan Brennan or Reagan O'Connor. Then that's or, assuming or Reagan so, gets past the yeah, Aspen's or first. or even a Smithson Valley versus Brennan. Mm-hmm. Or like I said, there's a lot of scenarios that we can see, but like I said, my, my favorite is going to be the Lake Travis girls, but right behind him, I think Reagan, Reagan, I think Reagan has a shot. Same thing with the Spencer Valley girls, but you just never know. Like I said, there's so much talent with a lot of these teams, you know, they catch you on a bad night, you know, they can make you pay and that'll be in the end of your season. So moving to the 6A boys, uh, I'll just admit one of the things that stuck out to me is Lee's path, um, you know, Fort here. So Lee starts out uh, 28 district winner for 28-1. They'll play Steel, uh, but then they play the winner of Vandergrift, Westlake. Um, and then Clemens is also on that side of the bracket versus Johnson. Del Valley versus Vista Ridge. Los Fresno versus Vela. Warren versus Del Rio. Juarez Lincoln versus Rivera, Laredo Alexander versus O'Connor. On the other side, Lake Travis versus Stony Point, Smithson Valley versus Reagan, Round Rock Westford versus Austin Bowie, Churchill versus New Braunfels, Laredo United versus Stevens. You know, although that's kind of a dogfight to see who's going to be uh, the fourth spot from 29-4 or in mm-hmm. District 29. Uh, Edinburgh versus Donna North, Harlan versus Laredo United South. Harlingen South versus Edinburgh North here. But to me, you could see, you know, if Lee gets past Steele uh, going against Vandergrift, who they lost earlier in the year, and then assuming that Clemens, you know, which has been number one in a lot of rankings, uh, you know, of Rafa's rankings, uh, would be the the next match before you even get to the uh, semifinals, you know, of, of the region here. So mm-hmm. just how difficult of a path is it for Lee? Yeah, that's we're gonna see how you know how 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 the, they can respond to this. I'm sure, like I said, it'll be a good game with with Steel, but I, I think they'll take care. Of, Lee will take care of business. But that second round game, 
I'm I'm hoping, like I said, I'm I'm sure they're hoping they they see Vandergriff, and I, I think because I know they played him in that um, the Austin Hills showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have been. I think they might have been shorthanded that game, but they're gonna be. I think at full strength. They still lost and, four to nothing that match. Yeah, they lost four. Yeah, they lost four to nothing, and and and, and you don't forget that. And I think they've been playing great. They're peaking, like I said, they're peaking at the right time, and I'm sure they they're gonna want revenge for that game. And if they can knock them off, then that could set up a showdown with with Clemens. But Clemens also still has a tough path, you know. Del Valley's got a good team, so does Vista Ridge. You know, we you know, you know Johnson. Like I said, uh, they could face what. Uh, Johnson it was on the fourth. Uh, yeah, I think Johnson's pretty much locked if memory serves me. Yeah, I could be wrong. You know, yeah, Johnson could be like I said, would be a test for them. Uh, I know Johnson still needs to. I know for the boys' side, some key games uh, tomorrow. Actually, Lee and Johnson play tomorrow. Uh, a Johnson win or a tie clinches the last playoff spot for them. Um, also, there's a, another key game Friday. Uh, kind of the in it, uh, the Northeast ISD Classico uh, Lee versus Churchill. Uh, that could be that could uh, mean some seeding in regards to with Churchill, which currently right now they're in second. But they happen to lose that game, that can knock them out to the third seed. And Reagan also, like I said, they have a key game actually tomorrow. Actually, kind of like a tune-up game versus Harlan, which is great. Like I said, we're gonna have two uh, playoff caliber teams playing out. I'm sure they want to see what you know how they stack up, even though they may be on opposite sides of the bracket. But it's a good tune-up. But Reagan, like I said, they also have a game on Saturday. If Lee, like I say, if Lee beats Churchill and Reagan beats Roosevelt, Reagan will get the number two seed. So that will change things, you know, for them. And like I said, we could see a Reagan versus Lake Travis matchup, you know. Like in the in the third round, like I said, in the third round game, so a lot of lot of a lot of games are at stake. Another big game for Northside, uh, Jay versus Stevens. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a huge game. You know, in, in yeah, my- that's gonna be. Yeah, that if Jay win, the whoever wins, if Jay has to win this game, um, if Jay wins, they'll clinch a playoff spot. Uh, if Stevens wins or ties, they'll they'll clinch a playoff spot. So a lot of great, like I said, there's some really good soccer games coming up uh, this week. We also have a Jay versus Taft. So you know, they'll clinch the playoff spot with the Tuesday, but you know, like I said, with the win or tie, you know, from that game. So lot, lots, a lot of, lot of games are at stake tomorrow night and also this weekend. You know, either you're getting on the playoffs or it could depend who you face in the also in the playoff games as far as seeding, you know, you know, for the first round. So it's it's gonna be interesting this week. But as far as my favorite out of that region, I know Clemens has been number one, but I think Lee has something to prove. I think losing out the opportunity for not you know not winning be able to win the state championship last year. Last year. The playoff, yeah. I think they have a little chip on their shoulder. I think I think they they're gonna. I know they have the hard route, but you want to beat the best teams in the region. If you can knock those those teams off, it's gonna get you ready for state. So they're gonna be one of my favorites. 
But I, like I said, don't sleep on Clemens. Like I said, they're 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 gonna they're just an they're an excellent team too. Like Travis is also a contender, um, but it also have Ryan Reagan. Rock, uh, Westwood, uh, you know. Yeah, Ron uh, Rock uh, Westwood. Yeah. Uh, so don't sleep on them. Reagan too. They're coming at the right time, and then Churchill's another contender. But then you also have your Valley teams. Um, for example, like Hardington South's had a really good season, even though they had a loss. I think last week with Los Fresnos and Matt Los Fresnos is another good team. Uh, Laredo United's also could be a sleeper team. You know, got to watch out for them. But also Harlan. Harlan, you know, winning the district could have a, a, a path to get into – you know, the, that regional semifinal. And then another Valley team, uh, uh, Juarez Lincoln is another powerhouse. Right. You know, but they're on the other side of the bracket. But I think when you yeah. and I were having this discussion yesterday, not to put words in your mouth, but you thought Harlan had the easiest path to get to the final, yeah. know, final four of the region uh, compared, you know, because this, you know, this side of the bracket, you know, especially up here is just stacked. Down yeah. here, you mentioned Juarez Lincoln, um, and I think you mentioned Las Fresnos was 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 fairly decent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you, you favor Juarez Lincoln coming here, um, but then whoever comes out of this this mess, whether it's Clemens, Lee, Vandergrift, they're going to be battle tested to face Juarez Lincoln. Yeah. Where, yeah, you know, I think on this side here, Lake Travis, Harlan, you know have the much easier path, you know, when, when you're just looking, you know, there may be, you know, two or three good teams where this side, you know, especially up here, there's three or four mm-hmm. that you mentioned that if they get through, you know, have a really good shot of going all the way. Yeah. Like Lake Travis. I mean, I mean, you have Westwood, but then you also have Reagan and Churchill. They may have a, a say of things, you know, one of the things when it comes to playoff are how, how good are you playing right now? You know, are you peaking at the right time? You know, and if you can catch another team on the bat on a bad day, you know, like I said, it it's one you one you lose, you're out. That's it. Your season's over. So, but like I said, I think Harlan does have the not to say the easiest route, but as far as they don't have as far as you know, rank highly ranked programs within their side of their bracket of their bracket. So this is for the 4A Region 4. Um, I know, you know, I have to give hats off to uh, Lethal uh, Enforcer <coughs> Soccer over in the Houston area because they've done, they put together all of the regions and, and the brackets. And, and I know this took me a good couple hours to kind of put together, you know, uh, you know, with Rafa here, uh, kind of going through here. So hats off to, you know, to Lethal Enforcer on the brackets that they put out. But uh, to me, like I said here, this is a good kind of primer, you know, just to kind of get the expectations going for, uh, you know, for the, you know, for the final week here, um, and then you know next week, uh, you know, when when the playoffs start here, uh, you know, we may try to do just a playoff only show because I have a feeling SAFC is going to have more information. Um, I do want to touch base on colleges, but you know, we're already over our hour time frame that we try to shoot for at this point so you know there just wasn't any time to do that but um with it being you know the, the boys uh playoffs here and, and like i said we'll you know we'll see what scott's availability is uh come playoff time here because I, I know that's his big passion as well as uh, is the high schools as well to 
see if we can maybe uh, do a, do a show uh, and kind of go over uh, once we have real brackets, maybe next Monday evening uh, for that here. So any final thoughts that you got, you know, let's see, you know, on the high school brackets, you know, the SAFC news that broke or, and, you know, anything in general? Um, just looking forward for this week, you know, good luck to all the teams out there. Uh, like I said, whether you still have a shot to win a district title or increase, you know, improve your, your seating or, or make the playoffs, you know, you know, give it your all. I know a lot of a lot of these kids were waiting for for over a year for this because, mm-hmm. like I said last year, it was about this around around this time. This almost exactly no, around, this, around time this time, this year, time exactly. Yeah, that they canceled the season and we were kept on waiting. Well, are we going to play in April? Then April passed. Are we going to play in May? Then May passed, and then they finally like, eh, we're not going to play at all. And I know some teams were disappointed. You know, well, not Lee be able was, to showcase. That was supposed I know Lee to be was. their year to, yeah. to redeem from what happened the year before. So, but I'm sure, like I said, I, a lot of those teams, you know, they're going to probably play for those seniors that didn't get the opportunity from last year. You know, I'm sure they're going to dedicate you know, their playoff rounds to them. And, you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing some playoff games out there. You know, so you might see me catch it. Hopefully I can live stream a couple of them too. And we'll see. We'll see how these brackets go. And then also, also my final thought. Um, yesterday was a Clasico Nacional for Mexico, uh, three <laughs> three zero win for Club America. So all your Chivas fans can cry all you want. We beat your team again. So <laughs> so I'm I'm happy for that. And then like I said, we're looking forward to Champions League tomorrow. So another some some more great games tomorrow. So we'll. So I'm ready to go is for this. Is Real week. Madrid still in it, or? Yeah, they they play tomorrow. Actually, they got uh, Atlanta tomorrow at. Uh, they play them at 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 Madrid. They got a one zero lead, but uh, the bad news is Eden Hazard got hurt again. <laughs> I don't know how you get hurt after playing 15 minutes. I, I think they need a, you know what? Just count your losses. Let them go. Maybe bring Ronaldo back. I think he wants. I think Ronaldo wants to come back after being eliminated last week for Porto. <laughs> so. So you can get that other that fourth championship. So we'll see, but it's it's interesting. And then we'll see. Hopefully, we get some news, some pre um, preseason games coming no, up. Royce does know. hold out, you know. Just hold out. Listen, listen or at least just get at least one or two. You know, you know, give, give us a little a little tidbit, or you know, are we gonna get a third jersey, Fiesta color ones, or? Yeah, that, that is a away jersey. question because this year is supposed to be a new away jersey. And, and this might be a question that I pose next week or maybe post it out. I like the checkers as a home kit. And I'd like to see that kind of stay as, as the home kit. I know you can kind of do different things maybe a little bit with it, but try to be a little bit more consistent with, with the checkers because it's through there. Um, but the away kit, you know, I don't want it to be checkers. I want it to be a little bit different, um, you know, along those lines here. So, um, but this year it is supposed to be uh, the away kit that gets released. Um, I know many people want to see the Fiesta kit that kind of like the Spurs have uh, for that here with the Fiesta colors. So um, there is a lot to like, uh, you know, Preston, you know, we know you listen here. So, you know, please, uh, you know, please uh, make sure you're listening and, and you know, taking down notes. Uh, I think most everybody in San Antonio wants a Fiesta kit uh, for that here. 
They can uh, do the fist of kid with the, with a checkered one, you know. Oh, I, somebody did. I think Aaron Flynn did that. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you know because he does a lot of the jersey con uh, concepts here? But uh, I know we've kind of gone a little bit longer than we do appreciate. Uh, you know, everybody tuning in and, and watching and and, and uh, uh, participating here. Like I said, here it's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, Royce, for hopping on and off. Um, I did reach out to uh, Jonathan Check from the Striker, um, you know, to see if he wanted to come on, but he mentioned he wanted to hold off another, you know, couple, you know, two or three weeks to see how this shakes out. Um, before he hops on, because right now it's, you know, hey, it's good news that he's doing it, um, but let's see what actually transactions. So uh, hopefully, you know, two, three weeks from now, we'll have uh, Jonathan check online uh, on from the Striker Texas. And, you know, uh, maybe for the playoffs, we can look at, at maybe seeing if we can bring on Lethal Enforcer Soccer or uh, uh, Coach Canoe, uh, Canoe from 5050 Soccer Podcast to kind of talk about the playoffs. Uh, coming up and, and you know, especially as we get deeper in the playoffs uh, for that here. But what's life without goals? Uh, thank you for turning into uh, SA Soccer Roundtable. Hopefully everybody has a great week.